Hey, Rage, I'm super sorry for barging in last time. I, I brought you coffee since I spilled the other one all over the rod. And I see that you're still naked. Um, I'm just going to look past this, and I hope that maybe we can duet, if you'd like. Give me my coffee, and stay out of my room! Or I mean my creative process. You know what I mean! Alright, jeez, jeez, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wanted a film based on the awesome book, Doom. Strange what desires Jodorowsky's take was on Doom. I never dreamed David Lynch would suck at this tune. I never dreamed sci-fi's would be so improved. No, I wanna watch good Doom. Still, it's only gonna break your heart. No, I. Good doom. Good doom. Good doom. Good doom. Good doom. This film is only gonna break your heart. What a crappy film you made. Strange sets you display. A crappy film, a shame. Voice over expos were so lame. But a crappy film you do. Sting did not really improve. But a crappy film to do. To make me hope for do. No, I wanna watch good do. No, I wanna watch good doom. This film is only gonna break your heart. Good doom. Good doom. Rach, this song's really groovy. What did I say? Get out of here! But I was having a lot of fun with the duet. No! Speaking of groove, have you seen the rod? It, I don't know, check Scott's pants! So I know we've already established this, but um, speaking of pants, I see that you have none on. Yes, I know my pants are off! Good, I was just kind of checking to make sure because I think I might have a complaint to HR after this. Wanted a film based on the awesome book, do. Strange what desires Jodorowsky's take was on Doom. I never dreamed David Lynch would suck at this Dune. I never dreamed sci-fi's would be so improved. No, I wanna watch good Dune. This film is only gonna break your heart. No, I wanna watch good Dune. This film is only gonna break your heart. Good Dune. This film is only gonna.
is only gonna this film is only gonna good to this film is only gonna this film is only gonna break your heart no I don't mean to bother, but Janet from HR wants to talk to you. It's about the pants thing. Sci-fi malady. Symptom 222. Doom. The best one yet. Welcome back, sickies, to uh, Do Over December. Almost lost it there. And we are covering the film that really inspired this whole month, and that is 2021's Denis Villanueva's Dune. And this is a a long-awaited film. In fact, it should have come out last December, and that's what I was hoping to do with Dune December. But... Uh, The virus of unspecified origin or some other issue caused a delay. So here we are now doing this film. What's that? What's up? Unspecified origin? I'm uh, I'm pretending like I'm on YouTube. (laughs) Okay. I'm pretending like that's how uh, some of the channels I watch like to tongue in cheek announce it. So I was going to say a former president definitely told us that the virus was from China. Hey, I, I hey, think we hey. at least knew the country I'm of pre- origin. But I'm okay. pretending I'm pretending I'm a YouTuber and a bunch of the like I said, a bunch of the channels will say virus of dubious origin, whatever. Pick your pick your adjective. But censorship. Um, <coughs> uh, so nonetheless, here we are covering Dune finally and in. As the title of the episode says, the best one yet. Even Scott had to tell us, aside from a few issues which were bound to happen, this is the best adaptation. Or am I overblowing what you're what you said? No, no. This is the best adaptation of Dune yet, especially to a movie. Like the 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 Sci-Fi Channel miniseries had the benefit of being a a six or eight hour miniseries mm-hmm. to be able to tell this story. But it's a very faithful adaptation to the novel. And the additional stuff that they give you um, is good. It's stuff you would want to see in the novel and didn't. You get to see more of Caladan. You get to see more of, of Leto and Paul talking on Caladan. So um, I, think, I think ultimately from what I, what I saw uh, watching the movie last night, um, it is a very faithful adaptation to the novel. And... They did a great job with setting and, and feel mm-hmm. to, yeah. to make you believe you're in the Dune universe. Now, well, also, it, they managed to take, let's be honest, a book that can be extremely boring. Yeah. And somehow, you know, got it into a movie format that works. It sucked me in. I, I saw it in the theater and I 
completely lost track of time. They did a good job with the balancing the exposition. Because the, the, the struggle with this film is always that there is so much exposition you have yeah. to get out. Uh, what it, and, and I found myself last night watching it with Sarah, like explaining things to her, thinking they weren't going to do it. And then like 10 seconds later, they go ahead and explain yeah. what's gone. Like, yeah. She's a Benny Gesserit. She has power to manipulate other people psychologically. And then they go and explain that. And I'm like, Paul is supposed to be the first male Benny Gesserit. And they've been doing a breeding program for tens of thousands of years. And the next thing, we've been breeding for <laughs> yep. tens of thousands of years. Yeah, selfish gave him a boy. Well, that's <laughs> also the thing being, let's be honest, most science fiction is set in a universe that we kind of understand and we kind of know the rules. I mean, sure, oh, sure. Star Trek, they just can tra- travel faster, but, you know, it's still humans. In this universe, it's set so far in the future, there are rules of the universe that are completely different. And, and you got powers that, you know, don't correlate well with any other universe. It's like, it's something you have to explain. There are things that they did not go fully into. Well, yes. You don't see anything about the Spacing Guild and the Navigators. Which is kind of unfortunate. I was really hoping to see a more uh, yes, good CGI take. You saw that in the sci-fi films, the, the series, when they did especially uh, Children of Dune. Yeah, but, but that's the problem, I think. It, it wasn't. It was okay for the tech of the time. Yes, but I'm saying I think it might have been a wise decision on their part because it's one of those things that they briefed over and they touched on. Like, the Spacing Guild exists yeah, and stuff. The Spacing Guild exists. Only the Navigators can use can see a clear path through space with the Spice, and they moved on. I, right, because I know, go, I know. the Navigators... That could be tricky because you have yeah. to explain, like, that they're human but they're not and they've uh, because they've taken so much spice and but it, it gets so important weird. yeah that's it so is. important I... to understanding why dune is important and you've kind of grossed glossed over why dune is so important with one line oh i i understand um, but at the same yeah. point in time properly showing you the navigators the spicing guild uh spices effect on prescience and the fact that the navigators are prescient and can see a safe path and the computers can't um or why wouldn't you just use a computer? Uh, it, it involves probably another 15 to 20 minutes, which takes a movie that, Mark, you didn't lose track of time. Boy, I lost track of time. I was ready oh. for it to be over around the two-hour mark. All right. well, and and I, had you done that, the only logical stopping place at that point would have been with the death of Leto when he bites the tooth. And I, I we'll get into this later. I think yeah. that would have been the better stopping point and make this a three-act film, right. a trilogy. But... If you're going to go into that, and then the other thing that they saved there, you hear nothing about the prescription against, or the prohibition against making a machine in the a likeness of the machine. mind of man. Yeah. A thinking machine. Yep. And that's another problem because Major you issue. 20 to 30 minutes to explain that. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I because guess you're Thomas, sitting there going, why is this guy doing compu- basically computing why, all the math in his mentat? head? What's a mentat? Yeah, I had to yeah. explain I that one say, to Sarah. I'm glad I did because they did not come back yeah, and explain so, two for Howie. So I guess, um, I guess, Thomas, you're making a very good point, and we'll push this back a little bit to keep our structure, but you made a very good point that I personally would have liked to seen the Spacing Guild part, but you're right that it would have really dragged stuff out. Yeah, and again, and confused people possibly. Yeah, yep. y- you didn't lose track of time. I did. I it, it is a long film already, and again, I think the biggest issue is, and I, 
want to say this the nicest way I can. Dune is a very complicated universe. Yeah. And most moviegoers are I mean, not down. Fast and the Furious exists, which right. I love, but I will also admit it's a re- it, I turn my brain off when I watch it. It's gotta, easier it's easier to attract people to Avengers than Dune. As much as people like to say, "Ooh, I like Game of Thrones." Well, for a film, no they don't because no. right. There's too many moving parts. So, and I think the other thing they did, and then I'll get out of the way and let you move this on. Right. You got to remember that Frank wrote most of the first book while high on peyote. <laughs> and they took out most of the things that would require you to be high on peyote to understand quickly. Sure. Or at least need another hour sure. and a half of exposition. Sure. So <laughs> let's, with that in, the mind, in mind here, let's, we're going to get through. I'm not going to do a plot summary. Uh, there's too much going on, as the other guys have mentioned. What we're going to do here is we're going to do our fun facts, of course. Then we're going to do a little bit of comparison to the book and to the, uh, the David Lynch film and why this is superior. And boy, Thomas has got his hand raised. What's up? I got a fun fact for you. All right. Hold up a sec. We'll let, okay. you, kick the bo- we'll let you get the ball rolling then. Um, and then we'll kind of just do our rips and picks. So, but I suspect most of the conversation today is going to revolve around the cha- adaptations. So, but what's the first fun fact you want to chuck out there? Um, do you know that landing scene where you see all the guys leaving the ship? Oh, sure. You guys know how that one was done? Because I do know computer? the behind. <laughs> no, I have no clue. No, it's a perspective shift. Okay. What you are seeing are actually people walking out of a, out of a line in the distance. <clears throat> What's been done is you're looking at the foreground. So they've used a shot and a model and a cutout and a matte painting close to you, close to the camera. And then they're shot people walking further away. So it looks like they're from a distance. Oh. So the, you see it. Th- these are... That's one of the little tricks they did when they made it look massive and moved stuff with very few people. That's clever. That is pretty amazing. That's clever. That might be the best fun fact. Uh, so I, I, there's a ton, but let's just go. Hans Zimmer, the composer. I'll have words about that. But uh, he actually turned down to work on Tenet because he's a bigger fan of Dune, and this was a bigger opportunity for him. Uh, the film we all know is going to be in two parts at least, which he, Denis, the director and producer, wanted to be so he could be more faithful to the material, which is I can respect that. I appreciate well, that. For one, I'm happy because either oh you would lose information, which we're, we're always losing stuff. Let's be honest. We lost some stuff already. Mm-hmm. Or we would lose a lot or they would cram so much in that it would be would be terrible. Terrible. In fact, and that's kind of what David Lynch did. Speaking of which, David Lynch does not want to see this film because of the heartache he felt over his version. So I guess he really hates Dune that much. I know now that, he does. Now he does. Yeah. I know that there was a plan to get um, Billy in there for a shot, and he didn't. There uh, was, who? Um, the singer. Billy Idol? You mean yes. Sting? Yeah. Or do you mean Sting? Sting was supposed to have a little cameo, but Sting, he never did. Yes. He never yes. did. That's true. That was he was Sorry. supposed to have a cameo, but, but it never worked out. Um, Denis has wanted to do this f- 
for years since he saw the first film and then read the book. This this has been his uh, holy grail project. So, And you could tell because he put a lot of care and attention to this. This is really, we've gone over this before, so I won't belabor it, and I don't want any of us to do it. But you could tell when someone takes on a sandbox and they care about the property, they really care about it because they continue it. Can I give you an example of that? The, the little detail that to me said this is how much All he right, cares about hit, it? Hit us. The bull. They keep showing you the bull with the horns, right? Yeah. Leto's dad fought bulls and ended up dying when a bull gored him. That's true. So, and a you don't find that out until you get into like the house series. Well, it meant, it kind of mentions it, saying you know how your grandfather yep. died. It oh ended up, I guess. So it brings it up very tangentially. Yep. It, it it's, it's an there. Easter egg for the super yes. fans. Yeah, and so, but the thing is, too, it's it's like Cobra Kai in that he cares about this. And his intention is to find a new way to tell the story or continue it or something like that instead of remake it in his own image. Well, that's a big thing because, I mean, he kept some of the stuff that could have easily gone. Why why do we want, like, fireflies as, you know, ships? But but as I said, translated it into a way that actually makes and looks yeah, semi reasonable. Ornithopter looks like an ornithopter should. And and like I said, I don't want to belabor it, but you could tell. That he cared. This isn't um, uh, this uh, what this isn't Jodorowsky's version where he wants to do Dune in his own style or like uh, other iterations of classic IPs where people take it and they just rather run it with their own way and consequences be damned for yep. what should be. You so, can't you can't accuse him of J.J. Abramsing this. No, he was no. faithful. He, he was did not cut the soul be. of Dune. Right. Um, <clears throat> Vladimir Harkonnen. Uh, Denise saw him kind of like an ugly rhino in human form. So poor Skarsgård had to spend seven hours a day applying makeup for his role. Oh. So poor guy. And he nailed it. He, oh, he did. He did a Which I, I honestly did not expect, but he did. Speaking of Jodorowsky, if you watch the trailer, there's a take on Pink Floyd in there. That's because that's a nod to Jodorowsky who wanted Pink Floyd to do the soundtrack of his version of Dune. Again, we're very thankful that never saw the light of Why day. Why is there any nod to Jodorowsky except for the uh, fact that he should for, be in jail somewhere? I agree. I agree, but hey, that's what it is. Um, let me just go through a few more of these so we can get into the good stuff. Uh, in Dune 84, all the Harkonnen were depicted as red-haired. In this movie, they're all depicted as bald. Yeah. Just keeping, yeah. keeping a scene there. The helmets of the Harkonnen soldiers were based on the heads of insects. Uh, there was a very interesting one uh, about, oh boy, it was about the fighting styles. Hang on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it with that. Oh, here we go. The fight coordinator, Roger Wan, based the fighting style of Atreides on Filipino martial arts. And House Harkonnen, he said, seemed barbaric, so he based their fighting style on ancient Mongolian styles, which are more aggressive. And according to Juan, the Sardaukar and his adaptation are inspired by two different warrior cultures, the samurai and the guard of the Norwegian king, Harold Fairhair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to try to say that word. Uh, It involves those those, uh, Danish or, or Norwegian words that are circles with lines across it, and I'm just going... My my English vocal cords do not make those sounds. Oof, I don't know. 
Right, but, but yeah. uh, so basically, it does explain the actual the one hand grip because I was wondering about that when he sure. was gripping his sword. It looked very much like a katana grip. Sure, sure. So, um, anyway, uh, well, fun facts for sure. Definitely. So, uh, with that in mind, hang on a sec, everybody. I'm Edit this out, Rock. Seriously, don't do anything funny with this part. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's – I'll stop with the fun facts there because we have a really good discussion about comparisons and rips and picks. Let's start – and, Scott, this is where you would be most useful, I feel. Oh, no. Let's compare it. <laughs> Let's compare this to the book. Now, I know there are two glaring things that are missing. Scott, you came up with a decent explanation, and one of them, neither of us could come up on the... The first one was, hey, Fade is missing. Yeah. That's interesting. Why is he missing? Why, why is Raban filling in as Raban and Fade? And I, don't, I haven't uncovered any reason as to why, but I'm sure it is there. Sickies, if you find out, you can message us. I have a theory us. on that. Uh, and the other one is uh, Alia's missing. Well, no, Alia's so, referenced. She's not she's there She's referenced, but she's not in the movie yet. She's but not supposed to be. So let's start she, with... She's going to be in the second half. Oh, no, she is? You know Irulan, this? Irulan. I'm sorry. Irulan is That's missing. The Emperor's Irulan, daughter. Irulan. The Emperor's daughter's missing. In fact, the Emperor's missing himself, but... That's less so than Irulan, but but let's start with I think Fade. that was done for pacing. Okay, so, Irulan. Irulan was so let's start with Fade. What's your theory there? Fade, okay, so this movie made a conscious attempt to leave some of the Baron's uh, worst personality traits and crimes out. And when you bring Fade in, you delve into those problematic areas of uh, the Baron's personality. So I'm wondering if he was left out so that you left out those aspects of the Baron's personality and made it more sanitized for modern consumption. That's my theory. Also, Fade fade isn't really that important. They talk about Fade in the book. Fade is talked about in the book throughout the whole thing. Raban is supposed to come squeeze, and then when they hate Raban, he'll give them Fade, who will be the enlightened ruler who they'll love, and he will rule on that planet. And uh, But Fade doesn't do much of anything. He's there, he flirts with Irulan, and he gets killed by Paul in a knife fight. And the only, the only reason he's there is to be Shaddam's uh, champion in the final fight in, 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 on, on Arrakis where Paul kills him. Um, you can easily ditch Fade. Okay, and in a movie that's two and a half hours long, you don't need him in the first part. He could I, appear in the second part. I guess I, I guess I got the feeling he's more important because the films have put him forward a lot more. Now, what about Raban, though? I got the feeling Raban had an even l- smaller role in the book. <sighs> not, not, I, I feel like Raban was done well. Oh, I'm, not saying he, I'm not saying he was done badly. I'm just saying they inflated his role. I think it's faithful. Raban is there all the time in the book and in, in, in every planning that the Baron does. Um, he's not as stupid in this film adaptation as he is in the books. But um, 
Raban exists in the books to show you how delightfully clever the Baron is. Because mm-hmm. Raban will say something and it'll allow the Baron to do a soliloquy on how devious his plan is. Okay, so Raban is... But I, I always got the view that Raban was kind of just the the brute he who is. doesn't get it and Har- and Baron Harkonnen is supposed to be like, all right, let me explain this to you yes. since you don't get it. Yes, he's the brute. And he's the sacrificial brute that... If the populace rises up in a revolt and kills him, that's fine because he's got Fade waiting in the wings. Okay. Irulan, I think you ditch Irulan because here's the thing. They downplayed the consort wife thing. In the book, talked a lot about why Jessica is a consort and that Leto can never marry her because he needs to keep the option of an alliance with the great house open for a political marriage. But even though that she is the consort and not called wife, he's the one that she loves. You, you, the only inkling you get of this is when Leto says, um, I should have married you. Mm-hmm. They don't go into the consort thing. And Irulan will take the same role in reverse. Chaney, or Chani, Chaney, Pickett, uh, will, like Leto and Leto, um, and Leto. But anyway, I'm, I'm rambling now. Yeah, <laughs> I lost get on, myself. Get to the point. You're talking about Cheney Chaney. will be the consort, but is the one that Paul loves. And Irulan will be the wife for political expediency, but will never share his bed, will never have his children, will never have his name. Okay, so they did. So you think that when, he didn't really want to go into that. Right. Like I think with Fade delved into some problematic places, modern times don't really care much about the consort side piece. Well, getting and and the and the wife of expediency. So I think you also leave out some problematic issues that well, maybe sanitize this up for yeah. modern sensibilities well, by bypassing that. Well, there's again, this is because this book dives into this weird political aspect yep. of feudalism, of great houses, of things yes. like that. Where again, I mean, even our feudalistic times doesn't get close to what happens in this universe where it's like. To the nth degree where it's like massive houses in charge of planets and systems. And it's like, what? My guess is Irulan is is erased because in today's society, we don't think very highly of women being resources for men of power to negotiate marriages to enhance their own power. Now, so if you you bring her in, you have to go down. All Irulan is in this movie is a pawn. Of Paul and the Emperor as a power lever, and and but sh- again, it is mentioned because again, Paul does bring up, well, what if I have a solution? Now that's a very good point, Scott. Um, and you're probably right. You're probably right. But I'll throw in a, a counterpoint that um, it doesn't have as much weight, but it's there, and that is that the idea that, well, modern society doesn't like that. Yeah, you know what else modern society doesn't like? Feudalism. But there it is. Now, your argument, your counterpoint will be, yeah, but that's an easier pill to swallow. Yes, it will be. We can accept benevolent feudalism pretty well. Hang on. We can. That's a better pill to swallow. I get that. But also, I'm just going to say this. I don't think you can take feudalism out of Dune. No. no, you can't. You can't. But but the point I'm making is you could do that given that it's a fictitious culture and if anything, you're trying to show how screwed up it is because there are films that come out today that do show this kind of relationship with women being used as pawns. However, they add on the scene where the woman defiantly stands up and say, I will not be used by a man and blah, blah, blah. 
so you would have to have a if if you were to do that, assuming Scott's right, you would have to have a scene where Erlon defiantly stands up and says, "I will not be used by a man." Blah blah blah, and she chooses to do it because X Y Z. But the problem there is now you've you've wasted time to help modern sensibilities and you've broken the story irretrievably yeah Yeah. so you're better off just cutting it out and saying well if all she was was a political expedience and that's not a focus i want to make on this film cut it i would also call it the archie bunker theory you you went with the archie bunker theory of explaining why archie bunker would be acceptable there's a drinking game when i say archie (laughs) bunker but no one is really buying that theory today about why All in the Family is an acceptable TV show and could get greenlit today. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and, and I'm just going to say that there is a lot wrong with this type of universe. I mean... Well, sure. But this is, again, we take leaps in this universe that we accept. I mean, we accept things like well, guns are no longer used. Okay. Yeah, they never well, explained they, that. They never, they never brought the shield, do they? They, the f- they brought up the shield briefly and said, you know, slow blades pass through it. Mm-hmm. And you do see the, like, the trank round. You see a little of it, but they never dive into it in depth or explain why guns aren't used anymore because, well... Yeah, use them with a shield, and you get a little bit of a nuclear explosion. Now, exactly. Now, I suspect with that one, it's because that would be clunky to add. Um, yeah. The better way to do it would be, and I don't know how you would do this, but you would basically have to demonstrate it. You would have to show someone shooting someone with a shield, and th- that would be the best way to do it, because to just add it in would be like David Lynch doing yeah. at that point. Um. No, no, but I, it's uh, it's again that gets clunky. Where do yeah. you add it? Because if it's yep. like a Sardaukar, let's take a Sardaukar knows I'm not going to pull out a gun and shoot a guy unless what happens is they think the guy's shield is off. That's about the only thing that could work that in the battle uh, someone pulls out a gun. They think the soldier, the Atreides soldier doesn't have their shield on and they shoot and whoopsie, they actually did have it on. You could have done that, but uh, and in the again, meantime, then all of Arakeen, uh, the, the city is destroyed. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> there's the prop. You would have to have it happen like in the deep desert. Right. Yeah, you would have to have it happen at the beginning uh, when they did the little um, colonialism, right? Spate. Or when Paul's getting his schooling, which is what they do in the book. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say the better one would be at the beginning when they showed the colonialization of the planet. You would have had like a Fremen in a raiding party Except- who didn't know and shot a Harkonnen soldier and caused a giant go boom in the middle of nowhere. Except the problem was that, again, these are the Fremens who are using guerrilla tactics and already know and this. And won't wear exactly. shields because it'll well, draw every worm in the area. Well, right. but the, and, and also the enemy can't be wearing shields because, again, that will draw the worms. But you could have had it anyway yeah. on the basis of maybe this was a new Harkonnen soldier that wasn't listening yeah. to orders. I think it was left Fremen out for know. expediency. It yeah. doesn't, if That's you don't it. know why, you can you can make your... Look, if you don't know why, you can just say, hey, it's a shield. Of course a laser is going to bounce off a shield. Yeah, That's why so, they have bladed weapons. And that's probably where it came down yeah, to. It and, wasn't and worth I it. I do have a question, though. And, and this is just a minor question, which I love the armor, by the way. 
like the armor is looks pretty good and pretty oh yeah nice they, they i mean it's like job. okay this looks like you know a future armor but if i have a shield and every time i get stabbed through that shield the armor seems to do absolutely nothing why do i wear armor that's a great point because yeah. i mean i i'm cool noticing factor. that these guys are getting <laughs> stabbed through the shield, but then the armor doesn't do anything to stop the blade. It's like I threw the shield and you're dead. Oh, I can I can answer that. Cool factor. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll so, just factor to every piece of movie armor is completely useless. Cool factor. You're better off with no, main character. No, that's shields. not true. That's not true. <laughs> it's either a completely useless or overuseful, like in the Mandalorian, where he's now wearing Beskar armor. That I'm pretty sure you could lo- you could drop a Hiroshima bomb on him and he'd survive because Dave Filoni needs him to. <laughs> Oh, it, it, dropping Hiroshima bomb? That's things a tiny firecracker. I was, well, yeah, but I in the Mandalorian, nice. he's the main character that doubles yeah, his main exactly. character but, shields. But well, that's, you know, you know how it works. Side complaint about Mandalorian: you shouldn't have given him armor that's blaster proof, guys. You take, Come on, you take the helmet off of a main character, and immediately that person's now immune. Oh, luckily, Jinjar and as part of a faction of Death Watch that never takes their helmet off, so that's convenient. Anyway, moving back to back Dune. to Dune. Back to Dune. <laughs> um, so what else is different from the book? Uh, for just just considering the parts we've seen, only consider that you lose the the um, council meeting where Paul talks about booking the revenue back to the emperor. Um, this and writing it off as a tax deduction, scene, thank God. <laughs> a scene Scott always likes to bring up because I'm Wasn't that like seven pages or something? Oh, he spent so much. He's, I think he spent more time on booking the tax revenue back or t- taking the spice revenue, the illicit spice revenue, and writing it off as a business expense to the emperor than the whole battle of Arrakis. I think, I think that's the point Scott likes to always bring up about the book. But I understand it because when I fetch about Fellowship of the Ring, you have... The battle in Moria is like two paragraphs, and the the goblin or, or troll is just a seven foot tall thing that they run away from. Whereas the uh, the bad, whereas four pages of describing the forest trail they're on, it goes off in a trail and then veers off near a nice brook with berries growing. Let me tell you about the berries. It's not until you get to Return of the King that it's a page turner. Until then, it's a slog of. But it's a slog. But it's the same concept. Yes. No. I I get it, and I think the only reason I can kind of give Dune a pass, and I say only kind of, because you're absolutely right that I mean it's a slog at times, and Dune has that problem. But the only reason I think I can give Dune a pass, and if you disagree, let me know. But. I think because of the political structure of this universe that it it's a lot weirder and a lot more it's you got groups that are you know all this is about taxes and you got an emperor but the emperor is not that powerful and what where he's getting his power from and then it's the house and, and the, all this stuff is in that universe now Admittedly, some of it is, well, he was on priority, so some of this stuff just doesn't make sense, period. But I think some of it also, it's this really in-depth, crazy universe of political intrigue. Frank, you know, it's always a wonder of how much of the backstory Frank Herbert wrote. And 
I'm of two minds on this. On one hand, he left enough notes and information that that his son Brian and Kevin J. Anderson could write like 18 books after he died and elaborate on it. Um, at the same point in time, it seems pretty pretty clear to me that as soon as you get into Dune Messiah, Frank really didn't know where he was going with the rest of this and had no idea <laughs> after children. I don't think he had any idea he would get that far. But, but what he did do, Dune is a master class of world building and universe creating. And if you're looking at creating your own unique universe, I would say Dune is probably one of the best examples I've seen. I think it actually excels more than what Star Trek did, and it excels more than what Star Wars did. We get into these, we get into these universes, and they're not. None of them are as fully fleshed out as what Frank did with Dune. Um, you have, you have a new society that is intergalactic, and he's created a new method of transportation. There is a prohibition against having machines that have artificial intelligence and can think in the mind of a man. And because of this, and because of the breakdown, and because there's one resource that makes intergalactic travel necessary, you've reverted back to a feudal type of system with a concentration of resources. And that's the only way they've decided, because we've moved back into being more of an empire, that's one of still the most efficient way to manage an empire is probably through that type of system rather than a democracy or a republic. Um, Especially when you have distances involved. Then he shows you the mutation of religion, because the Orange Catholic Bible is incorporating parts of Islam. And and the, how that has merged it, together. That was a fun fact. And then um, and, and then you see the um, the power of the independent houses and how the spacing guild is probably more powerful than the emperor, but nobody realizes that because they don't wield that power objectively and overtly. And then you've got the Benny Gesserit who are moving behind the scenes, and and the the Benny Gesserit and the Mentats and the Swordsmasters of Janaz that are not mentioned in this film. Duncan Idaho is one, but they never go that far. All of these independent houses have their own power. Yeah, well, bases. I, I think the the thing that really is interesting is at what time was this made? Because Dune was made at a point where there were no... So I think it's a 10. Overall, it's fantastic, well done, and fundamentally, Dune is a must-see franchise, so it works. So I'm going to surprise everybody. It's a one! It's a that would be a surprise. No, I love Dune, but it's I think average. and I think this is the best iteration of Dune that I've ever seen. Did a great job world-building. It's immersive, true to the characters. Doesn't betray Frank's vision of this story at all. That said, Dune is always something that will work better in either a long miniseries or a book. There's things that are rushed. There's things you can't get in this. And I did feel that the pacing dragged. And by the two-hour mark, I was ready for it to be over. And I was limping to the finish. I'll give it a seven and a half. It's the best iteration of Dune possible. But I don't see that the average moviegoer who isn't interested in Dune probably won't come away wanting to see the second part of this. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does horror with part two because people will be like i have no inclination to see this finish scott that's not a surprise the surprise is when you give a nine or a ten anyway uh so real quick before we uh wrap it up that's definitely worth a dvd purchase on my part but if you want to check out more from raving lunatic media uh you can check out our other shows cold case chase which has been uh which we had a drop this week and also case closed 
with the Laughing Granny and Cold Case Chase, which uh, had the, what was it, the Pill Scare, which yours truly portrays a deadbeat dad in that one. Also, <laughs> I'm glad it's not in real life. <laughs> Sorry. Right. And then uh, also we had ZTF drop two weeks ago, which, by the way, next week we'll have a Christmas special of ZTF drop in. And also, I'm sure Layla's got something in the holiday spirit in the case of the chills. So check out all those shows on Raving Lunatic Media and feel free to drop any comments about this film or any corrections at RavingLunaticMedia.com. Scott apparently has... Scott had to step out a sec, so we'll just yeah. We, we aren't going to make up some random. No. Okay. No, just, we're not. Just no. Good enough. In fact, <laughs> us doing it at the same time was pretty gnarly. But there is one thing. What's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies. Something to do with Carol Baskin. Ho 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 ho! Merry Christmas. I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic. This is our uh, sci-fi melody. Dresses up as a man from space. What do you mean you've seen this? It's brand new. Yeah, well, I saw it on a rerun. <laughs>